Hi there, welcome to the Career Lounge with Javil. I am your host, Javil. Before we begin today's episode, I just want to say a huge thank you to a lot of you out there who showed me so much support as I began this journey to become a podcaster. A lot of you have given me positive comments, feedback, praises, and also opened new opportunities for me to speak to, you know, potential few guests. <laughs> so I'm really excited to see what my podcast can do for all of you to help you craft a very meaningful career. Yeah, I mean, like I always say, we spend 8 to 10 hours of our day at work. So why not make the best out of it, right? So today episode, I have the privilege to speak to my friend, Debbie. Debbie was a teacher, but right now turned into a digital marketer. Her transition is really interesting and most importantly, inspiring. So we're going to jump on to her story bandwagon. We are going to walk through the timeline with her understand why she made the decision and how she made the best out of her marketing. Have a seat, have a drink. The Career Lounge with Javil is open. Hi, Debbie. <laughs> hi, hi, Javil. Thanks for getting me on your podcast. First time I've done a podcast uh, interview. <laughs> so how has the new year been for you? It's been quite quiet because, you know, of COVID, right? With the five packs restrictions so most of the time I was at home unless you know there are some gatherings or what then yeah I'll just go out but it's pretty quiet for me how about you Javil? it has been very hard to get back to work I, I think most of the listeners will feel that way right like we had a long weekend from like some of you might have been clearing leave from Christmas Eve till the end of year and then you realize the next work day you'll be like oh my gosh Oh my gosh, I find it so difficult to crawl my bed. Yeah, I mean, it's actually true because I had two long weekends because of the Christmas and the New Year Eve. So like my Friday and Monday was off. Then in between like the last few days of December, I was working. I was like, oh my God, the, the motivation was not there. <laughs> so the reason why I got Debbie onto the show is because she really has a very interesting story and journey. What we know of her right now that she's a marketer, right? You are in the marketing space. Yep. Yeah. But actually before that, she was something else and you were a teacher, right? Yeah. Teaching was my first uh, profession. Share with us your story all the way leading up to you becoming a teacher. The usual, you go through primary school, you take your PSLE, you go secondary school, you take your O-levels, right? I was in a school that was quite, how I say, like competitive in a way. When I got my results, right, it wasn't good enough to go to a nice JC. So I had to try poly instead. So I still managed to go to a polytechnic and then I was taking a mass comm. When I was taking mass comm, you can sort of major in different disciplines. So there's things like, you know, radio, there's TV, there's advertising, there's PR, you know, there's many, many uh, different disciplines in media. So of course I chose radio. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's why right now you're a podcaster. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I had the dream of being a radio DJ. So after graduation, I actually went through a few interviews with radio companies, but nothing worked out. So the next best thing was actually to be a teacher. But why a teacher? I mean, out of so many things that you can do. I don't know, because I guess I was so into radio that because I didn't get into it, right? I, I didn't like consider other aspects of my mass comm education. So I, I guess 
being a teacher in a way is also similar because you communicate, right? You have to communicate with <laughs> students, right? <laughs> a very different content, like a very different information given to them. Yeah, so you go through the usual, you go to a school and then you teach. That means you're untrained, you're not trained yet. You you teach there for a while and then after that, you get to be sent to a teacher school. And then when I came out, I was teaching for a while. But obviously because my my degree was sponsored, so I had a bond. And parents now are more knowledgeable about the education their children are receiving, right? So they, they have more expectations in, in their child's education. So now a teacher is a very demanding role. Obviously, I think I wasn't cut out for that. Started having uh, panic attacks. Oh, okay. And I was having like anxiety and stuff like that. You know, I, I just couldn't concentrate on my, my job. So it came to a point where I was seeing a psychiatrist and I actually managed to get out of my bond, which is, I would say is a blessing. I think not many people will get that chance. When I got released from my bond, I actually did a private art teaching for a while. So it's a private school, right? My public holidays and my, my weekends were all burnt. So I also didn't really like that because you don't really have a life out of work. So then I decided to just put myself out there because, you know, when I was in MassCom, I didn't take any advertising or marketing module, I mean. So I just tried my luck, you know, I applied to a boutique agency and they actually accepted me. So I was sort of like doing a hybrid role. I was doing account management and also uh, social media management for them, for their clients. So yeah, that that was the start of my marketing career. Let's just go a, a few steps back into those moments whereby you were teaching and you were saying that it was perhaps very pressurizing. There's a lot of work to be done, all that. Were you aware that, you know, you, you were burning out? Would, would you call that a burnout when you were teaching and then you realized uh... that you needed help? professionally yeah because you know you can't you can't focus on your work like i mean for a teacher right you have to do lesson plans and and stuff like that right so i always had this like a fear of even turning on the laptop you know just to do my work i wasn't interested i would start like panicking literally like breaking down in tears not wanting to go to work right so obviously you cannot just not go to work what you need you need to get a medical cert of, of some kind right so i guess that's that started my journey in seeking help right. because you go to the doctor and then they obviously can tell the symptoms because when I relate it, obviously they can see me crying and stuff like that, you know, right. so, so down. They know that it's not a clinical illness that can be just treated in one visit. That's how it started. And of course, like I say, the doctor can suggest for you to visit a psychologist or a psychiatrist, but it's yourself whether you want to do it or not. Because yeah. I think a lot of people have the pride in them. You know, they say, oh, if I go and see psychiatrists, that means I'm considered a man. I mean, it was a stigma, I think, previously. Before I got this job, when you fill up registration form for a job, mm -hmm. they'll ask you a question. Have you ever suffered from depression? I always felt that, what if I put yes and then HR person sees and then I'm not considered for the job. Yeah, it's an up and down uh, journey. Also, even after applying for jobs, after my this episode. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. 
and and did you share with anybody back then, or you or you just kept it within yourself? I I think my my colleagues knew because I actually broke down at work a few times. But the thing is, you know, this kind of thing is very hard to help mm. if you're not that close to a person, and it's a very sensitive issue. I guess they are aware, but it's whether you want to help yourself. I feel. Most people think that uh, mental health is just like, okay, if you're in depression, snap out of it. Just think positive. You know, it's easier said than done because when you're in it, right, it's nothing works unless you want to, you want to do something about it. So, I mean, thank goodness I, I did something about it. I'm glad that you were aware at least because bound to be people who just got stuck into that, what I call the hamster yeah. wheel, right? Like you're just on this and... Um, every day you wake up and you just hate yourself going to work, but you know you don't reach out and then you feel depressed because you you assume that you're the only one on planet Earth who feels this. So then you move on to the marketing. You were in uh, a marketing agency. I'm just curious, right? Because wouldn't marketing work be as equally, if not more, things to be done? Because I know the amount of work they need to do, crafting, announcement, messages, designing social media plans and all that is also quite a lot of work yeah. wouldn't you say so yeah the, the stress was definitely there I could feel it but I felt like you know it's more manageable the stress is a different kind of stress it's like a fun kind of stress I don't know how to describe it like when you plan for a campaign right you are stressed but when you see the results of it then you know you get that satisfaction in a way I think every job is stressful it's just whether you are suited for it or you like I say you have the resilience for it so I guess I found my resilience in marketing. So it's like bringing you one full circle back into Yeah, yeah. it's literally going a full circle. You know, I could have started marketing like long time ago and, you know, maybe earning more pay now. <laughs> <laughs> my ex-classmates from Poly, right? They are already owning agencies. They are like marketing director, CEO, you know, that kind of positions. Well, I'm just still a marketing manager. But I mean, you know, sometimes you can't judge yourself. You can't measure your, your success against all this. It, different people, it, everybody is different. Yeah, everybody's journey is different. As much as we see these people or classmates right now in good and high places, but they also have their own journey, right? They also have their own struggles that, yeah. that kind of led them to, to, to where they are right now. I've been around in the marketing field for about five years. Is that? Um, slightly more than five uh, because in the agency, I was there for about a year. And then I joined another bigger agency, but obviously I didn't survive there because they say, you know, you need a special kind of attitude to be in an agency because mm -hmm. quite a uh, catty there. So they need you to yeah. be like Emily in Paris type of kind of attitude, like living out real loud and being really out there. Yeah, you, you, Is that true? No way, yeah. You really have to be, yeah, you have to be on your toes because things change very fast, like trends online, on social media. So you have to be on your toes in a way. Yeah. Okay. Pivoting from teaching education to marketing, right? Yeah. How was the transition like? Because you have not touched marketing for a very long period of time since you left Polytechnic. I'm pretty sure that it is also very jittery. Right? Any of us to go into a new job, even though we may be very experienced um, previously, etc. But going to a new job would definitely be something of like a, almost, I wouldn't say super scary, but I guess there's this part about imposter syndrome. How did you cope and, and manage and kind of work with that imposter syndrome? 
I think I was lucky in a sense because I started out in a small agency. So I had the capacity to learn on the job and to like, you know, like sort of form, form my experience from there. I had zero working experience of a marketing job. So yeah, I, I guess it's really how much you want to learn and you just put yourself there, you know, like, like doesn't mean, oh, I have a marketing job means it's very glamorous. You know, I, I just have to act as if I know what I'm doing. But if you don't know anything, just ask. You learn from asking, you know, if you need help, ask. That, that's what I learned. So uh, what are the things that you have learned from these seven years? I guess I, I learned how to manage my stress levels because marketing can be very stressful. So initially, I was also still very jittery and, and every time, you know, almost in panic mode also. But I guess for now, I I can sort of uh, realize when is the breaking point or something like that. And then, mm. you know, I'll just pull myself back and then say, hey, you know, you got this. Uh, you can do it. You know, you just you just have to psych yourself up sometimes. So I want to dedicate this part of the session to also those who may be thinking about going to marketing. I guess a lot of university students uh, are thinking about, let's say, internship or maybe for career switchers who want to go into marketing. Do you have some tips or ideas of how is the marketing arena looking right now? What type of skills do you need to have to thrive in, in, in this space? I don't advise anybody to just go and do it like me, you know, but I, I had the space to learn. But if you really want to consider a marketing job, I think you should do your homework first. Because now there are a lot of courses online that, that will equip you with marketing skills, you know, offered by Google, HubSpot. You can take courses with them. So at least you have the general knowledge, basic knowledge. I know you study in school, but Sometimes applying it to a job is very different. Yes, yeah. very true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody is taking online courses to sort of uh, upgrade themselves. So I think if, if you are not from a marketing background and you want to get into it, I think a good way is to take online uh, courses first. Just get a feel of it. I mean, maybe after taking the courses, you might think, oh, no, this is not for me. Let's say if they want to dabble into the marketing space, what can they do? Could they you know, start off doing some side projects or side hustles? Or what can they do to kind of build up their portfolio? Because to move into marketing agency, they also want to look at impressive work. So maybe you can start off doing freelance first so that you're not tied to a, a full-time job or a con one-year contract. You know, one-year contract can be quite scary if you don't like the job. So freelancing is a way. And also, like maybe if you want to be managing social media accounts, right? Why not with your own personal account? Because now for Instagram, for example, you know, you can turn it into a business account. So, you you know, you can like yeah. post things and you can sort of like track the insights and all that. So, at least you're doing it on your own. I mean, that that's what's good for me because I'm doing social media in my company, right? So, I myself dabble in a lot of social media on my own accounts, my dog account, my art account, you know. <laughs> so, so I, I, I sort of know roughly how to manage it. Right now, there are a lot of platforms that any of us can actually become a YouTuber. You can be a TikToker, like all these platforms right now are open and like what Debbie mentioned, you can just go in, put out some content because I think from that process, you know when is the good time to post, when you get the most views, what kind of engaging content. So those are actually 
I guess, a good playground also to kind of learn and apply the marketing knowledge that you learn from online or from your school, etc. Yeah. So Debbie, you know, it's 2022, you know, the past two, three years, I guess, has been difficult for you and of course for many of us, etc. But I believe we should not lose hope. So on that note, before we wrap it up, what's your plan for 2022? Like, what do you hope to do or want to become? Well, because my, my company, we actually had a restructuring of marketing teams. So I recently was pulled into B2B marketing because marketing, there's, there's two sides, right? There's the B2C and the B2B. I've been doing B2C most of my marketing career. So going into B2B, it's scary, but, you know, at least I get to learn the other side of marketing because the goals and the objectives are very different from a B2C point of view. Right. And, and I actually just started my podcast, like, like what Javiel uh, said earlier on. Um, oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I hope to, you know, churn out some nice content for everyone. I miss the radio production. So basically you are like behind microphone and then using software, editing software and all that. So right. I, I guess this podcast made my passion real in a way. Yeah. Like rekindle your, your old interest, something that you kind of put it underneath the mud for quite some time and then it's also a good yeah. channel for you to channel your creativity. I hope, you know, for everybody out there who have a job or maybe switching jobs, just go with it, you know, if, if you feel that it's something you want to do but you don't have experience, I think you just need to push it through and then see how it goes. Because for me, like for me, I, I just put my foot into marketing without thinking, you know, whether <laughs> I could survive. <laughs> but well, it, it worked out pretty well so far. What is that one thing that you have learned or, you know, that you want to tell the world about? I, I think it's to have faith in yourself. You have to be your own cheerleader most of the time. I mean, other people can yeah give you advice and stuff like that, but it's ultimately boiling down to yourself and how you want to deal with life, your career, yeah, every aspect of your life. Thank you so much, Debbie, for taking the time to be in the Career Lounge. Thank you. Thank you, Jervil, for having me. I have a few key takeaways here. First, like we mentioned in our previous podcast about mental wellness, it is important to take care of our mental health. And when you are really distressed, you are overwhelmed, it is really important to reach out to someone. And in her case, she went to seek professional help. And I'm happy for her for where she is right now. The second takeaway is that doing something that you really, really makes a huge difference. In the case right now in marketing, like she mentioned, it's stressful, a lot of work to do, but she finds it enjoyable. Like I mentioned in the opening of the podcast, we spend eight hours a day, right? Going to office, doing our job. It really makes a whole lot of difference to find something and to do something that we really, really like. So that's the end of our podcast. If you really like this podcast, please help us to subscribe, follow, give us your reviews share with someone that you know. I will catch you again soon.